0: Seriously. Seriously, serious, serious FM one hundred five point seven. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, okay? Seriously, serious so one hundred five point seven. You can't beat it. You just can't beat it because there's lots happening here and in your information. Oh, there's an explosion of information, and people. When you're looking at the Bible, you look at this uh, Christian Zionist uh, all over America, all over Africa, are uh, singing one tune. Pray for Israel. Did you know, people, that the Bible has been tampered with by whom? The Zionist long ago. And, you know, also, when you look at Christianity, there's no such thing as Christianity. There's a renegade Jew that was behind uh, Christianity, and his name was Paul. He's the same Paul. Peter to Paul, and Paul to Peter. Joining us to discuss this uh, topic is our very own world-renowned scholar of comparative religion, our very own. Rafik Hassan, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful morning? wa, salam, wa
1: rahmatullahi wa Alhamdulillah,
0: praise the Almighty Allah. Uh, all well. And all well, Rafik. And you know what? We have to tell them uh, not about Oswald, but we're going to tell them about the Bible being tampered with. Rafik, I'm giving you the next uh, 10 minutes. We're going to listen Inshallah. to you. Bismillah. Go, Go for it.
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. alamin. wa 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 Well, I think the place to start, Brother Shafat, uh, in this topic about the Bible, let's ask the question, well, you know, the current Bible as they have it is made up of the Old Testament and the New Testament. They're put together under one cover. Though there, there were other versions uh, you'll come across uh, during the Africana government's reign, they used to have the, the New Testament, the Good News on its own. They, you know, somewhere along the line, uh, some of these Africana, uh, predicants and priests wanted to separate the Old Testament from the New Testament. And they made the, the, the New Testament Bible, calling it the Good News or whatever on its own, a stand alone, not with the Old Testament, but generally the, uh, you know, as the, we even, and everybody for that matter, whoever talks of the Bible, you're talking about, uh, two sets of, uh, uh, compilations. Uh, one is called the Old Testament, uh, put together under one cover, uh, and, and, you know, with the New Testament. Now simple, not to complicate matters for the listeners. The New Testament is everything only to do with Isa, a.s. A.s., uh, Jesus, peace be upon him. So the New Testament is everything to do with Jesus, please be upon. And the Old Testament is everything prior to that. And all the prophets and happenings and history and kings of the Israelites and all prior to that, you'll find that in the, in, in the Old Testament. So let's begin with that. How that came about is a big topic on its own. Uh, what we will call the Bible writings. Who, you know, the, the, the best part of the whole thing, Brother Shafad, is the word Bible itself does not appear in the Bible. So, nowhere in the Bible did God give, say, I'm giving you a Bible. Unlike the Quran, you know, the Quran is full of the word Quran, and the Quran itself says that Shahru Ramadan al Quran. Ramadan is the month in which God Almighty Allah gave us this Quran for so the guidance of mankind. So here, yeah, the word Bible is not even Bible. And if you look at the origin of this word, firstly, it's an English word, kind of an English Latin uh word, Greek roots. Uh, Jesus never spoke any of these three languages, neither did the prophet before him, Moses, peace be upon him, and neither did any of the uh, Israelite prophets use such a word called Bible because they were speaking Aramaic. And that's the next point about the Bible writing we need to know is what was the language? If we have to just take Jesus and Moses, peace be upon them, the last two prophets, if you have to look at the, the New Testament, which they say the gospel of or the you know the writings about Jesus, then we ask the Christian world just one question. What was the language of Jesus? Peace be upon him? It was not Greek, it was not Latin, it was not English. African Zulu, anything. It was Aramaic. It was Aramaic. Ella, Ella, You know, those who know a bit about the Bible and the Christian know just on the cross it is alleged that one of the last words Jesus said in Matthew 27, uh Ella, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's Aramaic. So all we're asking to start off with the Bible, you know, where... Can can the Christian world and Jewish world and all of them please give us the Bible in Aramaic? We want the original manuscript. We want the the, the, the in the language it was revealed to Jesus. And long and short, because of time, they don't have it. They'll tell you that the, the Protestant world will tell you the oldest one is the Greek codex, the Septuagint. Say, but Baba Jesus didn't speak Greek. You ask the Pope and you ask the Catholic world, well, tell me, give me the in you know, original language of Jesus and Moses. Uh, you know, they say, No, 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 no. We got it in the Latin Vulgate, is the original. So, no, 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 no. That's not the original manuscript. Latin is the translation of it. You have a translation. The Greek codex is a translation from the original language of Jesus and Moses, peace be upon it. So let's start by saying Uh, The Christian world uh, uh, cannot produce the original. So what we have in our hands now is something minus the original. Now I'm asking a simple question. You know, I'm also a a marriage counselor and marriage officer, Muslim marriage officer. And we are also, I am a, uh, uh, what you call that, people who certify your, uh, you know, your documents to say a copy of the original, right? So. Uh, I have been appointed as a marriage officer to, oath?
0: Commissioner of
1: oaths, Zerati. I'm a commissioner of oaths, right? Where I can, uh, have to see your original. I want to see, is there any commissioner of oaths in the world? You bring a photocopy to him and he'll just stamp it, copy of the original. He'll he'll change you away. He said, hey, where's the original? How can I certify? I want to see the original before I certify this. So the Christian world and the Jewish world has given us a Bible where there's no original and they want to certify it as a copy of the original, Brother Shafar. Now, you know, without going into deep, more deeper into it, just from what I have said, so you know this Bible that we have with us, it cannot be verified that it is the copy of the original because the original is not there to refer to. But I want to just give you two quick points as we come into the end. Another few pointers. The, 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 Christ, the Catholic world has a different Bible from the Protestant world. Now, how, how about that for a good start also? They have a Dewey version. It's called the Reims-Dewey version. And this Bible of death has got uh, you know uh, six or seven uh, you know, extra books. seven actually seven books or chapters or surahs as we muslims would say which the catholic the way bible has got and the protestant world the king james version or the authorized version has thrown them out as apocrypha you know the like the books of judith the books of tobias the book of Baruch, the book of esther things like that now these books which the catholic world regards as authentic The Protestant world say, no, no, these are forgeries, these are apocrypha, these are of doubtful origin. So let's start again. The Catholic world has got a different Bible and the Protestant world has got a different Bible. Now, that's so much for the beginning of just the Bibles. Now, let's go because of time. I just want to give one last fact because of time constraints, to tell you how this tampering of the Bible and how they were fiddling with the Bible, you'll find and here's the very very tricky point is coming, that, that you know the first uh, authorized version in that English was done by uh, you know it's called the authorized version in 1611. Okay, 1611 the King and you know the the King James version and it was uh, brought into English. But then it was revised in 1881 again, called the revised version. In why was it revised? Oh, you need revision and. Um, And then again, it was revised again in 1952, and it's called the Revised Standard Version. And then again, it was revised in 1971, you know. Now, I mean, you keep revising it, but you keep changing it after each revision. So, I'll give you one proof of this as we're coming to the end because of time. The proof is, open to the book of Mark, chapter 16. Open to the book of Mark, right, chapter 16. If you go to the book of Mark chapter 16, you'll find that in all versions prior to, uh, uh, prior to 1983, you'll find that it ends at verse number 20. But you'll find in from the, in the revised standard version, brother Shafat, they took it out. It ends at verse number 8. They took out the next 12 verses. You'll find in the NIV, for instance, the New International Version of the Bible of 1978, that the Mark ends at verse 8. Chapter 16 ends at verse number 8. They took out from verse 9 right up to 20, and they say this is an apocrypha. This was not in the original. manuscript. Then lo and behold, in the 1983 publication version of the NIV, lo and behold, it's back again. So it was there, It was taken out, then it was put back again. Now this is what has been going on with this Bible. Not just by me and you, not just by ordinary people. I want to end by saying what the Bible itself says in its preface. It was done by uh, scholars of the highest eminence. Scholars, 32 scholars of the highest eminence, and yet they found grave defects. They found grave defects, so they had to make revisions so, in a nutshell, Brother Shafar, you know, this is the, the the level and standard of the Bible that we have in our hands today.
0: Absolutely. Brilliant, Rafiq. And, uh, yes, uh, you know, people, Rafiq was talking to us, and both Yusuf and I were, you know, marveled, uh, marveling at his knowledge. It's just off his head, he doesn't prepare anything, it's just that that encyclopedia is there, make du'a that Allah keeps him. Uh, you know, and, and looking at, uh, you know, currently fast-forwarding, Rafika, uh, we have about uh, three minutes to go, uh, looking at uh, how the uh, Christian Zionists have uh, manipulated the churches, and also I believe their teachings, they got in there in the 1900s to, you know, take out uh, a uh, few of the uh, passages in the Bible, but to make the uh, these uh, congregants or the uh, American mm-hmm. congregants or the churches to believe, that they should be praying for Israel, and when we know yes. very well that even the Jews themselves do not accept uh, Jesus as a, a Messiah, your thoughts, uh, Rafik?
1: Very quickly, very good point. Uh, you know, you'll find Christians for Jews. You know, you're going to get that Christian Zionists. How did they achieve that? Yet, uh, you know, in the uh, you find uh, uh, not even a hundred years ago, uh, the same Christians were massacring them in Europe. You know, and in Russia and all over the way, uh, they were being uh, killed. They were the Jewish programs. And I'm not saying it was good. I mean, it was wrong. Uh, all I'm saying is what made them suddenly, you know, turn around and say, okay, we'll support you. The simple reason and the simple answer is that you've got to give credit to the Zionists and to the Jews who did this. They went to the Christian with two points. First, three points. Firstly, Jesus was a Jew. Hey, you Christians. You know, Jesus was a Jew. So we are Jews. You got to look at us favorably because your God was a Jew like us. Number one. Number two, they quote a verse of the Bible which they say, God will bless those who bless Israel and God will curse those who curse Israel. Now that's the next Trump card they went and, and went to the Christian and say, hey, you know what? What your Bible is saying? You, you, if you bless us, God will bless you. But if you go against us, God will be against you. So that's another uh, uh, quote out of context. It's there. I'm not saying that verse is not there. But the last thing they didn't tell them, and what I want to say, is and about this promised people and the chosen people, is that they, they God only gave them that privilege so long as they observed the law and the Torah, so long as they followed the prophets and observed the law, they were they were, they were uh, entitled to the promised land. But so long as they went against the law and rebelled against God, they were thrown out of the promised land. So if they were the chosen people, both the Bible itself says, how come they were thrown out by, by Nebuchadnezzar? That same God took them out of the promised land, expelled them in 550 BC. How come the same God got them expelled in 70 AD by a Roman emperor, Titus, if they were the chosen people? Because they rebelled and went against us. It's conditional. You can't say right or wrong. I'm still going to be there. Moses, they're not looking at the, the what Moses said in the Bible when he gave them the covenant. He says this covenant will only hold if you fulfill God, your part of the deal of being righteous and of being good and not killing people and not usurping people's land. But if you do that, Moses said this, you'll be expelled from the holy land and you'll earn God's anger. They're not showing it to the Christian world. The poor Christian world is only swallowing, hook, line, and sinker. God will bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse. Yet Moses himself cursed Israel. Yes, God himself got angry. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And we need to show them be balanced. You, are, you can only claim to be chosen, you can only claim to be blessed if you're doing righteous, not if you're killing and stealing people's land and killing children and butchering people and violating every international and human rights law. God can never be on your side.
0: Rafiq, that was a knockout punch. Hey people, and Rafiq Hassan has landed the knockout punch and it's all over. Allahu Akbar, <laughs> Allahu Akbar. You should be on all the platforms, Rafiq Hassan. You know what? We need to put you on the YouTube I'm, I'm going to record you, Rafiq. You ready for it? Yeah. After the show, I'm going to do uh, same, sure. the same topic. Hey, the knockout punch coming people. Wait for it. And, Muhammad, yeah, it's not Muhammad. It's Rafiq Hassan people with the right hook and it's all over. Bless you, Rafiq. Always a pleasure Are having you? you. I really enjoy, you know, two scores and more. I'm enjoying you every day, Rafiq. Every okay. day. I'm learning more and more from yes. you. You have a lovely day ahead and inshallah we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum yeah. warahmatullahi wa Yes, sir. People, time for us to go for our break, and then we'll be joined by Abu Bakr. See that on Muslim News. Please stay tuned. You worth Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.